Hey, Wilder, how are we? We are good. We are good. How are how are we? I was great until you had me watch the second season of Cheer. And when I got to that episode five, I want to talk about that at length. But why don't you do the intro? Why did you think we should be watching this second season? Well, I think there's a lot of reasons to be watching this show. Um, it it came out to huge popularity at the kind of the beginning of the pandemic. Um, it came out like right before the pandemic hit. Um, it, and this, for those of you who are unaware, this is a docu-series on Netflix about a junior college in Texas called Navarro. And they have like a crazy dynasty of winning national cheer competitions. Um, and this is, this is competitive cheerleading. This isn't like sideline, you know, doing jumps for, for your football team. This is tumbling. This is stunts. This is, these are, these are top of the top athletes. Um, and it got a ton of press last year, people, or two years ago, people loved this show. It got huge, huge ratings, huge reviews, the massive stars coming out of this show. Um, Wait, but I have to say, no, it got more than that. What happened with Cheers in the first season, I think it has to be said, because it's never happened really on a TV show. I was getting there. (laughs) Okay. You've got the, we've got somebody interviewing Biden, you know, as president of the United States, you have one of the standouts of the show, um, you know, was later very, very soon after the show premiered, he, he's a student. He's, uh, he's one of the, the big standouts because he's so positive. He wasn't really on the team. He was on the team, but he got subbed in, in the finals. He wasn't originally supposed to compete and everybody was rooting for him. His name is Jerry. He's a, a young black man, gay, uh, and he was the heart and soul of the show. He was Mr. Positivity. And well, and he was embraced by um, everyone. He was by embra- everyone. He by every uh, by the celebrities in the world. Yeah. So but including Biden. And yeah, he was um, he interviewed Biden. He was he was Pitt. interviewing people on the carpet. Ellen, for the Ellen DeGeneres hired him to be on the red carpet for her. It, so all of these people, uh, the, you know, and when- everyone he met was a fan of him. Also, it wasn't just him, you know, being a fan of like Brad Pitt as, as he's interviewing him, as he's on the red carpet, they all knew who he was as well. Exactly. So, uh, so he, so a lot of the people who were cheering and by the way, I, you know, as, as an ex cheerleader, I can tell you that cheering is a really hard thing to do. Well, and, and- just to close that loop. Jerry is now in jail, wait, awaiting well, trial for. We, yeah, we got to talk about that. That's that's uh, episode five. But, but well, no, it's 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 also addressed at the top of the season because it was a big scandal, right? right. Jer- Jerry was taken into custody by the FBI for soliciting sex from minors. But to to wrap up on season one and why it became so iconic it really showed that cheerleading is such an athletic sport, very dangerous. You can get really hurt. It calls for a tremendous concentration, dependency on the other players. And the person who coached the team, Monica Aldama, she, um, she was quite a leader, quite a coach. I mean, the way she ran that team between love and, and expectation and sense of excellence, you know, she was sort of this this icon being held up as somebody who knew how to make some make a winning ticket, you know, and now right. and this program didn't succeed until she came along. No. She really built it from the ground exactly. up. Exactly. Um, 
so then we go into season two, and, and this is now what's happened is COVID shut them down. And in addition to that, they have this terrible, terrible scandal. But the scandal, it turns out it's really just beginning to unfold. So there's definitely parallels between the scandal that is starting to unfold. It's just beginning because it's turning out that the industry itself might have a, lar a much larger group that's, that's in it. I've done a little reading since watching it. And the scandal that surrounded the gymnastics group. And when you think about it, cheerleading is, is in gymnastics. It's a similar sport. And well, it's funny because you're, you're an ex-cheerleader and I'm an ex-gymnast. So there you go. <laughs> um, and so it's, it's really interesting from that perspective. But season two, uh, halfway through, is episode five where it really rolls out. And the people that this Jerry person, I don't even want to give his last name, um, the two, two twins who, who he approached and who he actually abused came forward. They are brought in They're They are interviewed. Their mother's interviewed. They lay, I think that 40 minutes laying out how the abuse happened, why they were drawn in, what actually happened and how Jerry tried to get himself out of it is, I think, the best 40 minutes around sexual abuse and how mm. people are quaffed for it and everything else. I think it's the best thing I've ever seen. Interesting. Um, I, I disagree. Uh, I, I was, well, not necessarily about that 40 minutes, but, um, I wanted to watch the series because actually I didn't want to watch the series because I had a feeling that they didn't handle the fallout particularly well. I just had a feeling that they really didn't deal with it all that much. I was glad to see that they did do an entire episode dedicated to this, but they don't touch the rest of it. They don't really, they, they kind of talk to the team a little bit. They kind of talk to Monica a little bit, but they don't push this to find out the growing concern around, around the organization around cheer. And you know, there's, they talked to the lawyer for the boys, um, who is also an ex gymnast and who also helped bring Larry Nasser to justice. Um, and you know, as, as an ex gymnast, you know, nothing ever happened to me and I'm very grateful and I'm very lucky, but my coach is in jail where he belongs <laughs> and watching this and seeing that it was far more important to them to kind of bring it back to the, to the tournament, bring it back to the, to all of the cheerleading, which again, like these, these athletes absolutely should be, should be recognized for, but they, they're missing the point of what they've uncovered and they're missing the opportunity to lean into something much bigger than what they started. And I, I was really disappointed um, and they also, you know, I don't know if you were tracking Ladarius is, um, he's a standout character from season uh, person from season one, Monica ends up going on dancing with the stars and kind of abandons her team for the first half of the, the season, um, after COVID and Ladarius leaves because he's a person who suffers from abandonment issues. He's having a hard time with the assistant coach and he, they don't 
talk about it. Like they talk about the fact that he left, but he, he laid all these accusations out after he left. They don't talk about it. It's not delved into at all. Well, I think I, you know, I don't, I don't know first of all, it was taped a little earlier than some of this stuff is coming out. So I don't know what, I don't know how the storyline laid out or how they approached it or whatever. So I can, oh, but I can only speak to that one episode that I think even if you don't want to watch, watch it, which by the way, I don't think this is worth watching, but if you don't want to watch it, fine, but watch episode five just to watch how they lay out how somebody actually gets away and does this kind of behavior because it's- Well, I think if that's interesting to you, you should probably go watch, um, there are two documentaries about Larry, about the Larry Nasser scandal. Um, one is athlete a, which was good, but, um, the other is at, at the heart of gold, um, which I think did a great job of unraveling because it's Larry is a monster, but Larry is a monster who was allowed to do what he did because everyone turned a blind eye to him and because they wanted to. Well, you know, it's funny. I saw both those and I think they're very good, but they're also very long. Again, I think it's the, I think it's the, a solid 40 minutes that lays out the beginning, the middle and an ending of how something like this happens. But secondly, what's starting to unfold is she complained to a lot of people before she called the FBI and got somebody in this. Oh, yeah. They turned a blind blind eye too. So I think what it's, and I think the other part that's so important, which shows so well in episode five is how these boys were treated by the other athletes. Sure. No, I I think that's very important. And how they were, how they turned on him. And that to me was so well established. So here you are getting 40 minutes of beginning, middle and end in a way that I've never seen 40 minutes put together before. So I saw those other documentaries and you get a little bit of it and a little bit of it and a little bit of that, but you have to watch a long time to get the whole full force. So for me, that episode five was just, I thought, I thought it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well done. Whoever did it. I think it was one of the strongest 40 minutes I've ever seen around, uh, around it. So interesting. Cause I, I just feel like they dropped the ball and there's so many people that they, they have a responsibility to having uncovered this, having made this a national story that they're on the front lines of, and they're just not doing their job. I think probably if they were going to do that, they should do another follow-up where it's like the aftermath, where they do all of those things. But I I think season two was supposed to be about the actual um, tournament and the competition and that maybe by they knew they needed to layer it in, but I'm not sure they wanted to make it the entire point of it because that's not what the show is about and there are a lot of young kids watching it and I think that the documentary belongs within a in a 13 and above group well I think it's poor documentary making if you're not open to the story that unfolds in front of you and I think they dropped the ball in uncovering something much bigger than what they originally intended and not informing that audience of what's behind it um, I, I I did think they 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 might not have gone as deep as you wanted, but certainly everybody's aware that there's a lot going on behind the scenes that's not okay. And um, you know, so I, you know, I I get where you're coming from, but I'm not sure what that show's about. What will be great is if they come in now and say, okay, we're going to do a follow up and we're going to do a documentary just around what happened there. Here's the other thing that I thought I wanted to ask you about. So, at one point. Um, 
Monica says she got a letter from Jerry. Yeah. And that Jerry's looking forward to being a motivational speaker around this. And I, I, I you know, my, I'm, my mind was blown. Like, does this guy sitting in jail waiting for his trial really think he can come back from this or that he deserves to go be a motivational speaker? When even when he was caught, he did, continued to do it. He got another cell phone and continued to do it on a new phone. Personally, I, I and, you know, there's, there's such a larger conversation to be had around this issue, around pedophilia, around the abuse of young people. Um, I personally think that Jerry is a person who stopped developing at a certain age. I don't know that he is fully aware or capable of understanding the situation that he's in. Um, not, and that's not an excuse, right? That's not, that doesn't give him a pass for what he's done, but he is the, the reason that people were so drawn to him is his childlike enthusiasm. And I don't think that's disingenuous, right? I think that's who he is. And that also comes with the other side of it, that he is, he is not a mature adult, right? This is someone who, who probably has not, and he had his own issues growing up as a child. He had a very difficult background. Uh, and I think that probably didn't allow for the maturation process as, you know, a typical person goes through. Um, and yeah, I don't, I can't speak to his psychological makeup, but I can say that all of this is going on as he's being made into a celebrity. And I can't believe that he should have been, I don't know. I just well, don't. I, I, I'll be honest. And I think the lawyer in that episode did a, a great job of talking about it too. Yeah. We all fell in love with Jerry in first season, right? Everybody wanted you him know, to succeed. I don't know if I did or not. I guess so. Yeah. Maybe. Everybody wanted him on that. Everybody wanted him to be able to compete and get that ring himself. Right. Because he was such a, he was a cheerleader for his cheerleaders and everybody yeah. loved yeah. him. And he yeah. was so positive, even though he wasn't going to get to compete himself. And you loved that, that energy, you loved that attitude, but there's another side to that. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. we found out what that is. And that's the piece of it that I think they've dropped the ball on is, is the larger organization, the blind eye they've turned to this and what investigation needs to be done. I don't really care what you intended your season two to be. I care what actually happened. And I don't think they took the opportunity that presented itself in front of them to make this far more impactful than what they originally intended. Yeah, it's a great point. I just wonder at the, at the people who are watching it um, and how much, you know, those eight-year-olds, those six-year-old girls that are watching it. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not sure I agree with you, but I totally understand where you're coming I from. I mean, I think the parents of those eight and six-year-old girls need to know what they're getting their kids into, um, right? My well, parents didn't know. I think I think that's true. I'm not sure they need to do it. Need to get to know about it in front of the kids, and the kids are watching that show. So uh, well, we should move. Yeah, but moving on to to the other part of it, she also left them to go dance on dance. Yeah. What? What was that? I mean, about? she was such a fan of the show, and I was just like, oh, she's famous now, so like she wants uh, well, to go here do she, her thing. I mean, I had such admiration for how she led her squad, yeah. and then. 
all of a sudden, with one day notice, she tells them I'm leaving to go be on Dancing with the Stars, which is a 12-week commitment if yeah. you win. I don't know how far she got. Do you know how far no, she got? No, I. They, that's yeah. another thing. There's so yeah, many holes totally. in the storytelling yeah. of yeah. this thing. But unfortunately, the night before she went on is when the Jerry story broke, and then they moved over to that story. But, right. but at any rate, I thought, what kind of coach is allowed to walk out on their team for 12 weeks when they're preparing. The kind that's really famous and has gotten oh, them a whole bunch of money. Is that what it is? Okay, yeah. good to know. Good to know. Good but to know. also, like, they don't deal with the fallout of that. They don't talk to the kids about how they feel. Like, they, the kids are like, well, Monica's allowed to do what Monica wants to do. And, like, this is a big dream of hers. So, like, we support her. And it's like, you're all pissed as hell at her. <laughs> and, like, they don't show any of that. Well, because the repercussion could be too great. You know, you've got to, you know, you've got to also recognize that these kids are smart enough to recognize that if they put it on camera and it's played on camera and they're saying something about her, then that's going to affect the next season. That they're well, that's that's what I'm saying, though, is that with the Ladarius thing, his his tweets happened in real time. He was he was accusing her of abuse. He was accusing her of neglect, which is why she asks him in the hotel room in the finale. Do you really think I abused you? But they don't talk about it. They don't talk about anything that he accuses her of. They just no, say he we left. Did, we, yeah, but we did see his behavior. And frankly, I thought the guy was off the wall. I mean, he's definitely he's got his own issues. Sure. But they don't they don't take the opportunity to dive deep into really anything. And that's my issue with they were presented with the opportunity to go a lot deeper than they actually did. And they, they said, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to focus on the competition. Well, it's funny because we've been talking for almost 20 minutes about this show. This I told you I had a lot. Of and, OK, but <laughs> we're not talking about what it was about. Yeah, because I think they missed the boat. I think they dropped okay. the ball. Okay, we got that. Everybody who's <laughs> listening understands that's what you think. Six times they understood it. You got it. Okay, but the show is supposed to be about competition. It's supposed to be about athleticism. And it's I, supposed to and be. And season one was. Yeah. Well, season one was all about. It was also filled with drama and all sure, kinds of Yeah, because, yeah, you know, yeah, you've yeah. got young people, young hot people in a gym who are all like in crazy shape and are amazing and doing gymnastics that I was like, holy shit, these people are incredible. Um, but they also, each one of those young people um, had a tough childhood. What I recognized was it didn't seem like that squad was made up of wealthy families who put no. their kids into major gymnastics. And well, all I could think about is, and that's probably because it's community college. Yeah. It's a junior college. And, and exactly. So it's a junior college and those kids are in, you know, are they're cheering for university of Nebraska. Well, know? and that's, that was actually the most interesting aspect of season two. I thought was the other college was Trinity yeah. Valley college, which is, you know, 30 miles down the road. Who's their primary competitor. Who you heard nothing about in season one. And these are the kids, you know, when they go to when they go to the final, Navarro takes a plane, Trinity Valley, Trinity Valley College takes a bus. Right. You see where the money is now after they've had this really successful show. And right. I thought that was fascinating. Well, rather than a plane. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, too. I, By the way, when I saw the bus pull out, I thought, well, that's interesting. I wonder how much cheaper it is to take a bus and a plane. But um, I think the way it's done is 
interesting, but I also think that the focus of it, I wish the athleticism of really how hard it is to do that and how dangerous. Oh yeah. I think, I think they get into some of it, but not, not enough. Right. And you know, you be having been a cheerleader, me having been a gymnast, you know, I had a, <laughs> I was training a new skill, um, on bar. It's a double flyaway, which is two backflips as a, as a dismount. Um, and you do it first into the foam pit, right? So that, you know, nothing, if you fall wrong, nothing hurts. Uh, and I landed on a mat once right on my neck and the whole gym stopped. Everyone, everyone stopped. And my, my coach came over and she said, wiggle, wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes, slowly roll out. I was fine, obviously, but like that could have changed my whole life. Right. I could have been paralyzed from that. And that's every day in gym. That's every day in cheerleading. Right. You, you throw a skill wrong. You're paralyzed for the rest of your life. Yeah. And these kids do it like it's nothing. Uh, and they're amazing. They're amazing. athletes. by the way, it calls for letting go in a way I never could. Oh yeah. Um, and, and these kids absolutely deserve the attention for it. Right. The athleticism. But I think I wanted to talk about this more about how they handled season two rather than to necessarily encourage people to watch it, which, you know, if this is your thing, go watch it, but don't expect them to, to delve really deep, but you are going to get a hell of a show. I will tell you that these the, the athleticism of these students is just, it's unparalleled, you know, it's Olympic level skill sets. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So uh, best of luck to them. I hope they can build a life outside of it. I went to the university of Nebraska and a lot of the football players, you know, maybe one or two football players are then brought into the NFL after they graduate, but because they really never have to go to classes, these, these amazing athletes graduate. And then they're, that was the highlight of their life. It's downhill from there. Yeah. And I, you know, I hope that doesn't happen with this group of, of young people because there's not a lot of places to go to do what they yeah. do and be well compensated for it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I hope they all actually get an education and move on to a four-year college and whether that's yeah. on a cheer scholarship or what, I mean, good for them. And I'm glad that they, they can find a way yep, through, but exactly. get your yeah. education folks. <laughs> yep. Okay. We'll end with that. So, uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all later.